Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Feelings Podcast brought to you from our kitchen table with the birds chirping outside and a nice, quiet morning here on Sunday. We're going to talk about infertility and money. Infertility is expensive. We all know that it is expensive. No. I wish it was free. Oh. And I wish that we didn't have to pay to try to get pregnant. Yeah. So difficult. And the key there is try to get pregnant. Even yeah. if it was like you could pay <laughs> like money that. and it was a guarantee. I wish it, there's so many things that I wish in this whole process. But what we're going to talk about today is what does it feel like to have to pay at times tens of thousands of dollars to get a shot at getting pregnant through something like IUI, through something like IVF, even the lowest level thing, even if it's covered sometimes by insurance is still crazy expensive. Jesse, what does it feel like to want to be able to do something that is so natural for so many Mm -hmm. seems like it should just come easy, but is, uh, is, Not only is it difficult, it's expensive. What does that feel like? Well, I feel like to express how it feels, we have to go back. And I will never forget being in the fertility office, getting checked. You had already had um, a poor diagnosis and then I was just told that I had a poor diagnosis. And I will never forget going up to the nurse's table to, you know, go over what the next steps were. I remember feeling a sense of desperation. Um, and I remember thinking, or now looking back, I, I remember being like, in the past, I've just done what the doctor has always said to do next. So you have an infection, you take whatever. And it was never a thought. And at that point, I had the privilege of not having any chronic pain or any sort of disease. Um, And everything was pretty typical up to that point medically with me. So going up to the nurse's station and having it be, you know, a thousand dollars. And that was like after insurance, it it was a shock to me because normally in the past, the doctor just told me to get amoxicillin and I got it and I went down to the pharmacy and I paid 60 bucks. And sometimes that was like, Ooh, 60 bucks for amoxicillin. Whew. And now it's like, I'm just so, I was just so trained to go and you just do what the doctor says next. And I'm not saying there's anything right. wrong with that, but I had no space to maybe think, huh? Like, and stop and go home and think about it. Like in the past, when the doctor said you had something and you had to get the moxicillin, mine was in the hospital where I was. It's like you always go and just do what you're supposed to do next. I totally agree with what you're saying because it's the first time for us. It was like, I don't know if we can afford what the doctor is telling us to do. Like every time before that, and I know there are a lot of people with different insurance experiences that this is their reality always. Right. I'll be very careful to just say, we're not saying that any which way is perfect for anyone. And we see that if insurance is an incredibly burden for you, we, we get that mm-hmm. for us. 
And I think for a lot of people, it's the first time that you're like, oh, I can't just do exactly what the doctor wants me to do. Right. Uh, they say, oh, you know, it would be good for you to take this test, then try this, then take this test. And if that doesn't work, then move on to that. It's like, okay, every single one of those I can't afford. Right. So what do I do? Do right. I just kind of just go away? I mean, I feel like the the communities that we're a part of works really hard to help people get life-saving surgeries, life-saving medicine. We hope that we're driving those costs down. Infertility, and I'm sure there's work out there being done, but it still feels like something that's like, yeah, if you can't afford it, that sucks. You know, that, right. that, that's, a, that's, that's a hardship for you. Let's move on. And it's like, oh my gosh, how crazy is this feeling that it's now the first time in my life where I've, the doctor has told me what to do and I'm like, I don't know if I can. I can go back to that moment of looking at the insurance paperwork and looking at what our insurance was going to cover and then looking what we were going to pay. And I remember a sense of desperation of like, I'm willing to do this no matter what it costs. And I think it's interesting when you have a partner in the situation is I think I was so afraid that you were going to say it's too expensive. I, I, I really was. I think I was afraid. And, and literally, I probably, I probably should have <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Looking no. back now, it is but, weird though. It's but like, it's like what, so yeah. I'm always dealing with my desperation of like, I'm going to do, I don't care what the number is. Like, especially when it came to IVF, I will never forget sitting in that office, getting told all the numbers. I didn't care what the number was. And for our case, we really wanted to give it one shot and really wanted to be like, I want to do everything that we can. So it's like, if they were going to say, you know, it costs money to breathe, I'd be like, okay. Like, I just wanted to give it my most shot. I remember acupuncture was right. like, you could do this, but you get out on acupuncture and your chances will probably go up or whatever. I was willing to try anything. I was willing to try it all. And I think in that moment, I was sitting there thinking, oh no, is Doug going to say that that's too expensive? And that's where it's like, what does money and infertility feel like? It just complicates an already complicated situation. And it makes me guess, guess to you what you're willing to do. And if you're not willing to pay, it was going to piss me off. And Oof. it was going to make me Oof. angry at you. And because I was just so in desperation of like, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. And, and that's great because we had a conversation about we really wanted to try one time because our prognosis was so bleak that, you know, we really just wanted to give it a really good shot. Um, but I feel like that's so messy that especially like, let's say someone is doing four IVFs and their husband, their husband or partner or whatever is like, you know what? My cap's four. It's $20,000 a pot for these suckers sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And that is really hard. I could see. And I had that a little bit um, of looking at you going, are you going to put a price tag on this? Are you going to put a price tag on our chances mm -hmm. to grow our family? Like, and that is just complicated. And I don't think if I would have said that I wanted to do five IVFs and you would have said, I'm only willing to do two, that that made you less invested, but it feels that way. It, it feels like you're feel less way. invested. Yeah. You less care about growing our family. And yeah. that is terrible. It does, <laughs> it does feel that way. And I think that is probably the most hurtful part is like, yeah. I'm willing to do everything to have this family. But then it's like, well, how come you didn't 
how come you didn't try 400 times? It goes back to our conversation with Katie yeah. from Chasing Creation about right. just the, the idea of like some people can't do that and they end up being childless, not by choice. Like they don't didn't have a choice. They couldn't keep going, mm-hmm. whether it was emotional reasons, financial reasons. Those are all reasons why it's not their choice. It almost feels like if you don't just, what well, I don't know what you'd be like, take out a hundred thousand dollars in debt, mortgage your house, sell your car. Right. Like, like where does it end? You really didn't want to have a family that bad. It's like I think we think that that is still like this thing that we can choose to do. When for a lot of people, it's not. And, right. And and the, and money changes our decision making process, and it makes it more complicated. And that feels really hard. That feels like a burden that most people don't have to bear. Exactly. And I think for us, our IVF journey not um, ending with a baby, I had no idea that I had this view of how you grow your family was attached to money and the bad habits or the the desperation, I would say, that I had from infertility, I brought on to adoption. And I was like, I am desperate to make this work. I get it. It's like there's this desperation that comes about because of your infertility and you're willing to pay anything to get out of it. So what does infertility and money feel like? Desperation for me. I was desperate for the problem to go away. I was desperate for the pain to go away and I will pay whatever. And when we transferred into adoption, I had the same mindset. I had the same mindset and that's where a lot of our mistakes came from was, you know, it's like, just pay for it to go away. It's the first time in my life I've had that feeling. I've never, and I've never really had it since. Do you feel like almost infertility tr- like trains you that there's this thing that you want, you want this life, right? And right. Really, I think a lot of times it's not that we, we think I just want this baby. I just want to get pregnant, but right. really it's like we want this life. Right. Like our right. Whole, whole life has been going this one direction up until now. Right. And now it's hold back. And it's like, well, I want to, want to keep going on this direction. And then do you feel like it almost trains us? Well, okay, that life that you want costs this much because everyone else kind of getting it for free. It For you, it's going to cost this X, Y, and Z. Right. And then it's like you start to learn that yeah. or learn that process that, well, if I'm not getting this direction that I want, may, maybe I can, there's a procedure I can do. There's a, an agency I can go with, a situation. Vitamins I can, I can take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and if I do those things, no matter what they cost, I can keep going down this track right. of this life that I want. So for you, Doug, what did it feel like to be going into these clinics, these fertility clinics, looking at these numbers, you're with me, you know, I really want this to work out. You really want this to work out. What did that feel like? That's a great question. I think I felt a lot of things and I, the predominant feeling that I had was a a sense of feeling trapped. And what I mean by that is that we had this desire to have a child. It was unrelenting. You know, we had tried for a year we had done an IUI, which is this less invasive procedure. Still costs a ton. You know, they say they throw those out like they're, you know, like I know sandwiches. Like, don't forget to pick a sandwich on your way yeah. out. It's like, <laughs> we'll do a couple IUIs on your way out. You're like, that's still a lot of money. Like, I, right. those are really expensive, and right. there's a lot that has to. I go think into. ours was like covered one third under our insurance. Like, but that was it. It's expensive, right? I, I know like, that's what I'm saying. They, I, I think you know what it was. The doctor said, uh, you know, you probably going to need IVF, diminished ovarian reserve. That's generally what will happen. But we got a couple, we got a little bit of time. Why don't you try a couple IUIs? I was like, 
are you gonna pay for them? I don't gotta pay right. for them. I, who's right. gonna pay for these? these and that's like, what I mean. We'll it's just this, like throw them in. I'm like, but they're really expensive still. <laughs> and that's what I mean about that cycle. Like you're just so used to doing what the doctor says, you know, and yeah, and you know, going and being like, okay, this will do it, and then we'll keep going. Yeah, but I I think for me, the the longer it took, the more our I think it's safe to say this, our desperation went up. Right. And the more treatments that didn't work, the more willing we were to spend more. And the more we spent, the more desperate we felt. And the more it didn't work, the more desperate we so the, like the cost was going up and so was our desperation. Uh-huh. And I think that's a really painful place to be in because you start everything starts to get fuzzy. Like your vision goes off mm-hmm. because you're desperate and mm-hmm. being desperate can be traumatizing. And I think we were traumatized in, in, in some ways we were, we were acting out of, if it wasn't trauma, it was incredible stress. We were acting out of anxiety and stress, making really big decisions. And the more they didn't work, the more stress we had. It makes me think um, about a, a kind of like a parallel that I think about is um, the idea of, of extortion. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you're being extorted, someone is holding over your head something that you desperately want and you know, a lot of times you need and, and they're asking you to pay some, you know, fee or whatever, to pay some price to get this thing that you want. You could think about, you know, maybe you're in a country and you're trying to get back home and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, your passport seems to have gotten lost while we were handling it. If you would only pay... $500 for this right. finding fee will return your passport for you and you can return home. Well, you're like, well, this is extortion, you know, like I, I have to get home. Right. I want to get home. You can, I just want to get trapped here, but they're not going to give me this thing that I need so I can go home. Okay. I'll just, I'll pay $500. That's mm-hmm. a traumatic situation to be in. You know, mm-hmm. there's lots of other examples where that happens. You know, maybe you're in a relationship and someone says, you know, you're going to keep your mouth shut even though I'm harassing you and really mistreating you. You're going to keep your mouth shut or else I'm going to, you know, call the police and tell them that you've done this. Right. You're in this situation where you're like, I feel so trapped. Mm-hmm. If I don't do what they want me to do, I can't, I can't go on living really. is. And there's millions of examples of extortion. And in no way, please hear me, if you're a doctor or a, right. a health I was just professional, say that. in no way am I saying that the health care system is extortion or that anyone is forcing anyone to do that. But I think there is room to talk about how desperate we are when we go into these clinics yes, and how desperate we are to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I would do anything. It's not, it doesn't feel elective. You know, it doesn't mm. feel optional. It felt like I am beyond desperate right. to get this thing that we want. I know you wanted it. I, I was just, I was a thousand percent in no matter what. And then, so when the cost came around, it's like, well, whatever, I'll pay it. I'll exactly. Pay it. Just because, just, just let, let me go home. Like, right. let me, let me have a chance to have a baby. So it does have, it, it has a flavor of this like thing of extortion, which is crazy. Right. Nobody wants that. The doctors don't want that. Right. The people getting treatment don't want that. The nurses don't want that. I would go as far as to say like the healthcare providers don't want that. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to feel like, it's extortion. Mm-hmm. But I think the reality is, is you have incredibly desperate people mm-hmm. coming to a place that, that it, where it costs a huge amount of money to get this thing that they're so desperate for. You can't avoid it. It has to be talked about.
what do we do about that? Yeah. If if we have this situation and we were in this situation of just being incredibly desperate, and then you know we would pay anything, mm-hmm. you you really get into a, a place of trouble, right? For us, it wasn't necessarily in the in the infertility world; it was in the adoption world, mm-hmm. which told two different worlds. But we were so desperate for a child, we moved over to adoption, thinking, well, at least this will be the guarantee, and. When we were in adoption, it was like, we will pay anything, right? And we went into debt and we, we spent too much money and we were in situations that were unhealthy uh-huh. all because we wanted this, whatever it is, this golden pot at the end of this rainbow. It was like, mm-hmm. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you enter, you, you run the risk. I'll say this. You run the risk of entering into situations that are unhealthy or unwise, mm-hmm. but it None of that matters. It's like you're literally blurred vision. Just give me the thing that I want so I can, so all the things in my life can go back to normal. It, it's, it's almost as if like, if I can just have a baby, I can go back and have this life that I thought I was going to have before all this. I can be a soccer mom. I can drive the minivan. Uh, my husband and I can be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my wife will finally have what she wants. You know, um, we can just like go back to like watching football and just like living this life that I thought we were going to live when we got married. It's so you're like, you're holding that over my head. I'll, I'll do, I'll do anything. I'll pay you anything. Right. I'll take anything. I'll eat anything, like whatever. Right, right. And, and that's a scary position to be in because what will you do? You know, like the, the, the chances go up that mm-hmm. you're going to make a decision that you maybe didn't want to make or regret or isn't wise. Mm-hmm. So I think we got we to go back and deal with the desperation and the pain before anything else. And I had no idea that that desperation I learned in infertility. In, yeah. our, in our fertility journey, fertility right, journey. Right. It was really in, a learned behavior. It was yeah. a learned behavior that I brought into adoption because that didn't work. You know what I mean? And that desperation though was there. And then I just, I just moved it. I had no idea that I just moved it over here. And that's actually where our bad financial stuff came from. Right. But I had no idea that that was a learned behavior from infertility. That's why I think it's so important just to be dealing with that and dealing with slowing down and being like, okay, what's going on and dealing with the sadness and dealing with the heartbreak. Totally. And I think there is this sense that you almost feel like you're like a hostage in a hostage situation. You mean like, I'll pay anything. Just let me go. Let me go. But the problem is, and this is, you know, to take a turn and to make it, you know, personal is that we put ourselves in that position. Mm. The desperation comes from us and, and the, the sense of feeling trapped really comes from us. We're, tra- we're, we are trapped in and of ourselves and how we get out of that trapped feeling is to sit and look at the pain of what we're going through. Exactly. To look at how badly we want this thing and that we don't have it and how mm-hmm. painful that reality is, how, how it feels unfair and at times it feels traumatizing and stressful. If we don't sit and really make friends with that, embrace it, and grieve it, then we, we are at risk of like entering into this situation where we're like, well, I have to get rid of this so that I can get my life back. It's like, I think the, I think the scarier reality is that this is your life mm-hmm. and you have to embrace it mm-hmm. or else, yeah, you'll, you'll give anyone anything. You'll what pay. a more noble way to go into debt than having a baby. Totally. You're telling me, but you'll be like, sell the house, exactly. sell the private jet, sell the other condo, exactly. sell private the island, jet. Right. you know, 
Right. It's but so what, true. What, what a more noble way. What right. What would you do? What exactly. Would you do? Exactly. And so that's the scary part. That's the scary part. And I think I get people telling me all the time that they feel insecure in the fertility infertility community because they don't have any money and they can't do these treatments and they feel like people will judge them that they don't want it enough. Mm, totally. And I felt that too. Yeah. I felt that too. Exactly right. what we just said of like what a more noble way to go into debt or to spend all this money or spend all your savings than to have a baby. Like, Right. And everyone would probably congratulate you for it. Like, well, good job, right? Like you finally got what you wanted. That was worth it, right? right. And I'm not saying that in some cases that could be this the situation, you know what I mean? And that's fine. But I think for me and other people that I've, other women that I have talked to is it makes it feel like you don't want it enough. And that just crushes me. Yeah, That just crushes me because... And that just also just makes me feel like the the heaviness of unfair. It just feels like so sad that yeah, I wish that wasn't the thing. I wish that wasn't the case. I wish that someone that wanted to grow their family and have a baby could just do that and money could not be a part of it. Yeah, because I think the reality is that whether you can afford it or you can't afford right. it, you have to face it no matter what. Exactly. And you, you can't you kind of can't get out of facing it. Right. You know, there's you can't really spend it away. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. if you if you don't have the money, it feels like there's the sense of like, oh, I I'm gonna learn to face it really soon. You know, if you like, I can only do one round of IVF. It's like, well, after this one round, I'm going to have to face the fact that this is my reality. Right. You know? Right. And then if you have the money to do 25 rounds you're still going to have to face it no matter what. Exactly. Even if you've paid for 25 rounds, it, like the, the, the reality of the fact that you've struggled to conceive is not going to go anywhere. Yep. Sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking that we can outspend it, we can out-adopt it, mm-hmm. we can out-child it, but it will come no matter what, and you have to face that reality. And the sooner you do the more resilient you can be. That's really the, the heart of what we do at yeah. Uniquely Knitted is build resilience in people. And the more resilient you are, the more capable you are to grieve and process your reality so that you are making healthy, wise decisions all along. You want to learn that really quickly on. You know, you don't, you don't want to be really like us right. years down the road going right. like, wow, we made so many painful decisions that if we were more resilient and more able to look at what we were, you know, the reality of what we're going through, we wouldn't have made those decisions. Um, but hard lessons to learn. But I think for us now, it's an opportunity to give back to say you can become resilient at the beginning of your infertility journey. Yes. So that you're making those great decisions all along. So I think the biggest takeaway would be is if you're not looking at your whole story and you're not looking at how painful this is and the grief that this is costing you, you could end up just making a decision with your finances that's out of desperation and not the healthiest place. So I would say it all goes back to, which we always talk about, you know, feelings is feeling all those feelings, feeling how unfair this is, turning on all the lights in your story, all the lights in your room and looking all of it and grieving it so you can come out of the grief, a healthier person, 
then in turn, hopefully would make healthier and not so desperation decisions when it comes to money like we did. Thank you so much for listening to the Infertility Feelings Podcast. Jesse and I are so honored to be able to do this. We thought we would take a second here at the end of this podcast and just say, if you're still listening, one, congratulations, you've made it to the very end of yet another episode. But two, if you haven't left us a review, we would really love that. Uh, you can do it on Apple Podcast. Leave us, type out a review, let us know how we're doing give us some stars and continue to share this podcast with friends and family who you think would love it. Thank you so much.